Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the 8020 series. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm Daniel. And on this series, we break down the 20 factor the motivation that drives a person to do what they love to do. And in the last podcast, we kind of did not do a good job breaking that down altogether. So we wanted to make that really clear for you guys in this podcast series by talking about basically two of our biggest passions altogether, which is fitness and business. Yep. I love that. I think that's a good place to start. Uh, based on what Jeremy just said, you know, there were a couple people who reached out to us. They were like, oh, you guys talked about the 20 factor, but what exactly is it? And mm-hmm. what better place to start on fitness first and foremost, which is something that we're both equally passionate about. Right. I mean, like with fitness, as like, how, how long have you been working out? Let's just start there. I mean, I feel like I've been working out since high school, but if you were to tell me like how long have I been working out consistently, I'd probably say the timeline begins freshman year of college. What about you? Freshman year of college. You know what? Actually, like that's where I was at too. Like I started working out the end of high school, but I only had 12.5 pound dumbbells. I remember that specifically. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I had. But freshman year of high school, when I first got access to a gym, I think that's when I started going like every single day. But from that point, to today how many years is that now like seven that's a secret (laughs) oh oops (laughs) i'm just kidding you're right it's crazy because you said we do this every single day and i think a lot of times i know for me personally i'm sure for you too the biggest questions that we get asked is how do you work out every single day like how do you have enough energy you know uh, enough motivation enough enthusiasm Mm -hmm. to do fitness every single day so actually, let me flip that back to you. What, like, before we even address that, like, what was your motivator that got you started in that direction? Like, what motivated you to be fit? Yeah, so motivation is a funny thing, right? I mean, I kind of want to go on a tangent here, if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah. But, for example, I was talking about motivation with somebody uh, the other day. You know, obviously, there's extrinsic, intrinsic motivation. And I think the perfect story for myself was... um when I was in high school. Okay. So when I was in high school, I actually was not planning on going to college. Really? What? This is, this is news to me. Yeah. Like (laughs) I I wasn't because I mean, I messed around a lot, bro. And I took the SATs. I did absolutely terrible. I mean, I think I got like a 1400 and that's when it's out of 2400. And that's Bro, you're the, you're the first person I've got a higher SAT score. Than. Okay, but, but, but I didn't finish, bro. The first time I took it, <laughs> it was a 1400, all right, bro? So after I took that, you know, I was kind of just like, man, maybe college isn't for me. I just want to start a clothing brand. I yeah. just want to do business, uh-huh. whatever. And I honestly was not thinking about college and I had already accepted it. But if it wasn't for my mom, so what she did was she forced me to take a plane, fly to San Francisco, to Berkeley, okay, and spend a summer at UC Berkeley with my older brother who was studying there for undergrad at the time to just force myself to study for SATs every single day. Now, when someone does that, that's not motivation because somebody else is forcing you to do something. Right. And so you can imagine, first time I went there, I did not study. Like I was just <laughs> walking around town, bro, like in San Francisco, around Berkeley, hanging out, eating food, not studying. But it was actually the fact that like my brother had a um, school ID and he looks like me. So he's like, yeah, Daniel, if you want to work out at the gym, 
you could use this. Mm. And so I took his ID and imagine like a 17 year old going to Berkeley's Arc. The it's that's for UCI, it's an eater recreation center. It's pretty much the gym. Gotcha, gotcha. And so this is like my first experience of the college life. So I used my brother's little scanner. I got oh. in and I was just shocked, bro. Like I've never seen a gym with that many, you know, young people, yeah, all energetic in college. And I was just hooked. I was like, man, I, I love this place, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'll be working out and then I'm not going to lie, bro. I saw like cute girls and I was like, whoa, dude, this is college, man. This is sick. And <laughs> I was working out. I was like, man, I got to get buff. You know, I got to, I got to look good. And so that was the first thing that drew me into wanting to go to college. Wow. And so as I was experiencing that, you know, I, so I took my brother's ID every single day uh-huh. and then I would go to the gym and I would use it. Gotcha. And then after that, you know, he would take me to like the food courts and it was the same thing. You know, I experienced the food courts, the food, and I was just like, dang, college is super freaking dope. So at this point, you're just ready for college. Exactly. <laughs> and so that was the motivation that came out of being forced to go to NorCal, you know, so my mom knew what she was doing. So shout out to <laughs> mom right there. But pretty much it was like that internal motivation that emerged and grew that made me want to study harder and made me want to go to college. And so long story short, after that, I started going to the library every single day with my brother. And Grant, at the time he was studying for his MCAT. So this dude was going to the library every single day from literally breakfast to dinner. Holy cow. And so I started studying. I came back, long story short, studied hard and I retook the SATs and I think I got like a 1910. You got a 1910? Yeah, I got a 1910. Dang. And then that is what saved me and I got to UCI. Dang. No lie, bro. Dude, that's insane. Yo, good stuff. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But the reason why I share that is because motivation is a funny thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you can get motivation from external factors or you can get it internally. And in this case, it was an accident that I got this motivation from that trip because the whole point was <laughs> my mom to send me to force me to study. Yeah. But I didn't do that. But then I saw something else and that created something internally where I was like, man, I want to be a part of this super cool college experience. Mm -hmm. And that's what got me to study, bro. Dang. Wait, so that whole experience is the thing that just kind of motivated you to like not only get into college, but also that was the main reason why you started working out. Yeah. So to tie it together, um, I wanted to say that the reason why I worked out first obviously was for physical appearance. Yeah. You know, I was a skinny dude growing up and I feel like I lacked a lot of confidence. Mm -hmm. And so working out to me was a new outlet for me to change that. Yeah. And so that's why I started and pursued it so passionately in the beginning. And of course, you know, you want to look good for the ladies in college. (laughs) So I mean, I can't deny that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of right there in the same boat with you with uh, appearances. Like, I remember just watching TV, and the first time ever I saw a Bowflex commercial. It was <laughs> it was with Greg Plitt, yeah. rest in peace. And he was like, he had a perfect, I don't even know, like a 12-pack, 8-pack or yeah, something. But it something was like, it was like so symmetrical, chest is just like, sculpting and like booming out and then there's like this hot chick right there working out next to <laughs> him i was like bro like that's that's the life like you need to just have a perfect physique to to have that and right, everything right. associated with it you know like this yeah. commercial good job bowflex you guys killed it you hooked me on and ever since i saw that i was just like for 
a lack of a better word, like just for superficial reasons, I just wanted to look good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a totally reasonable and fine goal too. Like, you know, just being honest with myself, it's just something I wanted. Right. And that's a very fair and valid point to start. But as I started uh, embracing fitness more and more, like the goal went from like uh, wanting just a six pack to like, I wanted to bench 225. I want to like deadlift 405. And all of a sudden, like as this fitness journey progressed for me personally, speaking Mm -hmm. for myself, like I felt like the goal started changing. Right. And the goal started redefining itself, which I think is a normal part of motivation. And when we're talking about that 20 factor, it's really difficult to, at least for me, to say like it's one continuous thing. Because I feel like as you go through the motions of things, you learn more. And as you learn, you adjust, you grow, and you adapt. And all of a sudden, like what your point A, where you started, looks completely different from the finish line or the the current point that you're at. So with that being said, like would you say for you too, did that goal get adjusted as you, you know, started or continued to work out? Yeah, I think you make a good point. Um, It for sure did because I feel like motivation is dynamic or it can be dynamic, right? It could change. So in the beginning, when we first started, of course, it seemed very superficial because we wanted to look like a certain person or do it for a certain person, right? But as you start getting into it more, you either start developing a true passion for it or you start being attracted to something else like the results of it right and so for me it was very similar where as i was working out the motivation behind working out definitely changed because you can only rely on surface level motivations for so long right (laughs) i mean for the bad days you can't really you know rely on those you got to go deep internally and so um for me that 20 factor for fitness really came down to one simple concept of working out where i just told myself man, I love working out because this is one area of life and health where you can reap what you sow. And so what I mean by that, it's like it's one area where you can literally put so much time, effort, and energy into something and you can see a direct result of your hard work. And that's what I love about working out myself. Gotcha. You know, I'm right there with you. Like it's for me to like invest into intangible things. It's like really, really hard. Right. So like a good example for that would actually be, I would say like my acting career. Mm -hmm. Like I, like when I get an audition and something of that pops up, it's like I drop everything for that. And then of course you have to like outside of that audition time, like you have to practice, you have to work on the craft and you put in time to like, you know, pay for classes right? or time like to do the classes and then money to pay for the classes Mm -hmm. and you're not guaranteed a role for like whatever reason like you may not like look the part or your acting is not up to par and it's like there's no tangible results there right now when you bring it back to like fitness it's like dude you're curling 12 pounds today you're curling 30 pounds like in two months and then all of a sudden it's like that physical tangibility like one you can see the weights go up yeah two you can see your arms growing and it's like it's very, very physical and tangible and you can feel like the results of your effort. So I completely understand what you're saying when it comes to like actual weightlifting and like feeling the results of your efforts. Yeah. And I guess now it kind of comes back to full circle to like the original question was 
how do you stay motivated for so long with your fitness journey? Because I think at this point in time, it's probably been about seven years, I want to say, maybe longer. It's been a while, man. And to be honest, I think a lot of that motivation really comes from my passion for fitness. And uh, I'm sure you could relate. I don't know. You can answer after. But it's crazy because I have friends who are like, how do you work out so much or why do you work out so much when you're not even working out to be like a bodybuilder or you're not even working out (laughs) for your career yeah yeah you know and it's like daniel why do you try to be lean like why do you care so much about this thing called fitness and for me it's genuinely because i love it and if i don't go to the gym maybe i'm a weirdo but i really feel like (laughs) something is wrong with my day like it feels like i forgot my cell phone at home or something like that Mm -hmm. and so i that is probably the main reason how I stay motivated mm-hmm. is because now it's become such a integral part of my life that if I don't do it, I feel like something's wrong. Gotcha. So like, let's dive a little deeper into what you mean by I love it. Cause I feel like that's an answer that you definitely hear across a lot of other people, bodybuilders included. What, like, what about this whole space in fitness and working out? Like, what about that do you really love? Yeah. So I think basic answer would be I love just how it makes me feel, you know, like the endorphins and all that. Mm -hmm. But below that, I think it goes back to the point I said earlier where it's really just pursuing something and seeing the results of it. It's just an amazing feeling. You know, you're Mm -hmm. right. Like if you dedicate, you know, six months worth to a diet or to a workout plan. After that six month is done and you see the results, bro, like there's like that extra fire in you now that says, bro, you fucking did it. Now you just got to keep going and see if you could do it even better. Gotcha. But so I think what people are like prying into more so is they see you doing that over and over again. And as you're doing that, like, are you recreating this goal of like dieting back down to get lean again? Or like what, what's your mindset when you're trying to achieve this? Cause it's, I think a big part, like for me personally too, I understand like once I hit my goal, I have to kind of like readjust, recalibrate, right. but it's like, what, what's going through your head? Because you're not, you're not planning to do, are you planning to do a show or anything? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm yeah. Not. So it's like, you're not doing a show. Um, <laughs> you're not going to be competing anytime. Like what is your end goal? And what is that thing that drives you to that point? Right. I think that's what people want to yeah. figure out. No, that's a good question. And I think for me, it's pretty much just that high of chasing something you know Mm -hmm. as weird as that sounds i just love to challenge myself when it comes to something like fitness because i do see you know somebody's body and i do see their physique and in my mind i know i could get there as well you know whether it's for me i mean obviously natural bodybuilding yeah yeah you know for me like i just take the basic supplements like the protein sometimes i take creatine whatever But when it comes to really challenging myself, I really think it comes from this weird internal pursuit of that challenge of trying to reach a particular goal. And for me, it's always been either getting really lean or, you know, trying to get as fit as possible. And the process of it is interesting too, bro, because as you do it, you can kind of dive into other things, right? And you know, we can go into this later, but different diets, right? right. Like how are you going to get to your ideal physique? 
Yeah. You know, are you going to do something like if it fits your macros or are you going to do like keto diet yeah, or yeah. paleo, whatever it is. And so I just used to love, like when I first did it, I used to love experimenting with like different things and yeah. seeing how that would impact my body and get me to the physique I wanted. Dude, I'm like literally right. Where have you been all my life? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I've been right here, dude. You just, you chose to ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> like when I started my fitness journey, I did all of those things. Like, yeah. I wanted to know what worked and what didn't because it's so easy to go online and find a diet plan and just stick to it. Like it's, it's free. And the reason why all these diets exist, like powerful tip for podcast listeners right now, they all exist because they all work. The only thing behind it is consistency. If you don't have consistency with it, or if you can't sustain the consistency, you're not going to sustain your results. That's the biggest thing. But for me, when I first started that whole journey, I was doing all sorts of things. Like I did the keto diet. So that's basically like low, low, basically almost no carbs at some point. Yeah. I did, I did a, this liquid shake diet. So what bro, the, you got to tell me about that one, bro. Yeah, it literally at 12 PM every single day was the only time of the day where I would have solid foods. Yeah. And I would have two scoops of protein. Like when I wake up two scoops of protein before that big meal, uh-huh. two scoops of protein after that big meal and then two scoops right before I went to bed. Like that was literally it. There's only Damn, one bro. solid meal. Dude, I did that for, I think like a whole month straight. Like, I got to say, how, <laughs> you probably had terrible protein farts, bro. <laughs> it was, you know, ironically at that time, I was not lactose intolerant yet. So I was, I was okay. okay. Yeah. I uh-huh. actually developed lactose intolerance like as I got older, but uh-huh. at that time I was like completely fine. Maybe that was the thing that ruined me. That was probably it. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> is now it's so bad but yeah so that's an example of like one of the things i did and it and it was like yeah i got the results i wanted but okay we're at this like new line like what what do we do now right so it always came down to like adjusting the goal and recalibrating and finding new things so after right. that liquid diet we um we tried like a the whole clean foods yeah. diet where it's like chicken broccoli rice chicken <laughs> broccoli rice no seasonings no nothing yeah. like this all yeah. eating and again did it consistently for like about, I think that one, like maybe like two, three months. And yeah, we saw the results, but it was not fucking sustainable. Like, dude, every time I would go out, like one birthday, my birthday, we all celebrated at Yard House. My wife put the whole thing together. Uh All my friends showed up and you weren't there. Yeah, I'm I was just kidding. No, I didn't know you at that bro. time. <laughs> I didn't even get an invite, bro. <laughs> I didn't know you at that time. Wow, dude. But, so we were at Yard House and uh-huh. I literally pulled out a tubbeware and I had my ground turkey, my Jeez. broccoli, my rice. And the waiter looked so fucking disgusted at my plate. She's like, no, no, you can't do that here. Yeah. And I was like, well, I want to eat this here. And we have already all ordered here. Yeah. Like we're, we're customers. And she was like, okay, I'm going to talk to the chef. And then she comes back and brings me an empty plate. And she like tells me to take my Tupperware plate oh. and put it on there. And it's like, I totally get it's a whole restaurant thing. Wait, but Yard House it's, isn't even that fancy. That's what I'm, I was like, you guys are Yard House. It's not a Mastro's yeah. or something like, I don't know. But I, that's, that's what I did. But to going back to the story, it's like, that was the level of commitment to that. And that was my goal and the thing that I was chasing. And right. the the motivating factor was, I was just fascinated to see like, will this diet produce the results I wanted? Mm-hmm. And yeah, found out it did. Right. It was just really hard to do. 
It yeah. was not sustainable and I needed to move on and find something else that would kind of more so fit to where I am today. Yeah. No, I think that's definitely what happened to me too. Yeah. And just, I want to get your opinion, right? So, you know, like everybody says, you know, oh, this diet is the best uh, or, you know, you need balance or, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be super strict. For me personally, when I hear all that, it's all the same thing to me. I, I really think it's just, you need to find whatever works for you and what you want to commit to. Because I'm not going to lie, bro. The time when I did do that strict diet of like, let's say chicken breast, no seasoning, uh, brown rice, broccoli, no seasoning, I did get pretty lean. And like the time where I committed to keto diet, I did get really, really lean. Yeah. You know, and so for me, I was okay with that sacrifice because I knew how much I wanted to achieve the end goal. Right. Right. And like even to this day, bro, I still eat chicken breast and brown rice and broccoli. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't mind it. Obviously, do I love it? I mean, it doesn't taste amazing. Like, yeah, I would love the in and out. But I mean, it's just what works. And right. so I think what you said is a good point where maybe that's what helps us to continue and pursue fitness. It's the fact that we like to change up the routine so it's not always the same thing or it's not always so mundane. Yeah. Right? And like for me, it's like I'll do bodybuilding and then I used to switch it up and do a little bit of calisthenics. Yeah. And then whenever I get bored of that, I will try to have a workout partner to push me and we'll go to the gym together. Yeah. And then it'll be like jump roping or boxing like I have yeah, you know, started yeah. with you. And so that all helps too. And I feel like that's crucial in terms of the longevity of a journey because of course anything you do for a long period of time, it's eventually going to get mundane to answer your question, right? Yeah, because I feel that as humans, it's in our nature to grow and evolve. And when you get to that point that you're not doing either of it, like Mm -hmm. something just kind of clicks in your mind, in your body. It just tells you like this, this isn't it. You need something else. You need more. You need a new stimulant or something. Right. And like, I haven't really told anyone this, but at one point, like I was just like mentally falling apart with fitness because not only do I do fitness for myself, but Mm -hmm. I produce it as content for social media, which is cool and all. But at the same time, it's like, that's my job. Yeah. And it's like, dude, if I choose to step away from this, it's like, dude, that's my income. Like, what do I do? Like this, I can't just walk away from it now because this is the career I chose. Like, how do I innovate myself or can I innovate myself or am I just stuck here forever? And at one point, like I just, I didn't even want to work out because I just associated it with my work. And then I couldn't find like the balance between like having my own goals and then doing it for work but these days like i'm more blessed to have an open mind and to be around amazing people who share their sports with me right so when i met my mma coach ron ron skullsdang shout out ron he taught me muay thai he Mm -hmm. taught me jujitsu and then like just going through the mate the waves of that like learning how to throw a jab learning how to throw a kick and learning how to roll and do like basic grabs and combos that changed my perspective on anything. And now it's like when I do a shoulder press, I don't think about like just trying to press as much weight above me. I think about like how can I position my arms so where my spine is structured and my legs Ah, are supported in such a fashion where it represents the same force as a jab. Like how can I make sure I'm like, 
targeting my delt and like building this muscle up. So when we go back to boxing, I don't lower my guard because I'm winded and tired in the eighth round. Right, right. And it just opens this like whole new door of just perspective in terms of like evolving the goal. Yeah, yeah. And I think you kind of answered my next question because what I was going to ask you is, you know, obviously you love fitness, but you're also a content creator for fitness. Have you... I guess you already said you have been burnt out, but how do you deal with the burnout other than, you know, trying to find new things to do, like new sports? Because I can only imagine, right, for us who work out, we spend one part of our day for, let's say, hour or two hours to go to the gym. But for you, you do that. Plus, I'm sure you also eat work on stuff, and then you come back and then do fitness again for the content creation. So I feel like your whole life and your routine revolves around fitness, but fitness multiple times in a day. Yeah, you, you nailed it, dude. Yeah. Literally. And if I'm being completely transparent, like sometimes I, I just get so burnt out with it. Like I love going through the motions of it but then doing it twice because it's like yeah i should share this as content it's like that's rough so i always try to like explore and find new ways to kind of do the same thing because by the end of the day it's like that's the goal i want to be able to maintain my health yeah and my own personal goal is when i have kids in the future i want to fucking be able to keep up with them right i always see all my friends in their like 30s and 40s and they're like dude you get kids like you just can't like energies mm-hmm. you can't like it's so much i don't want to be that dad right like i literally want to outwork my kids and even as they get <laughs> older when they get into sports like i want to still be able to outrun them i want to outbox and i want to out everything them. yeah so yeah. that right now is kind of like my extrinsic motivating factor and yeah i basically just want to be able to just enjoy family time through sports and recreation in that route i mean that's like way down the line yeah but with that in mind it's like how do i bring all of that back to where i am today Mm -hmm. and to answer that question it would kind of be like i'm always asking myself like what can i improve on now Mm -hmm. so instead of just like thinking of fitness as weightlifting and only weightlifting now i look at it as like dynamic movements can i do this sport how does it feel uh, when I make like a sharp lunge or how okay. does it feel when I do my double hand backhand in tennis? Right. And if my body feels tight, like sh- do I need to start stretching more? Do I need to do more yoga? And it's kind of crazy to paint you a picture. When I started working out, I was going like two to three hours at a time and yeah. it was only weightlifting. Right. That whole time period, just weightlifting. Yeah. These days I take about five to 10 minutes to warm up mm-hmm. and I work out like weightlifting strictly for about 20 to 45 minutes max at most. And maybe it goes up to an hour if I'm shooting content, but that's if I'm shooting content, the workout itself is still pretty fast paced. And then I spend a good like 15 to 30 minutes just stretching. Mm. And I find that like that helps me a lot more with longevity and sustainability in moving forward. And this, like the real truth is for anyone out there that's trying to like, make and produce a transformation with their fitness goals getting that transformation is actually the easy part Mm -hmm. like once you have those abs once you build that booty like once you get to that finish line you'll realize 
you still have your whole life ahead of you. Yep. And it's like, what do you do and now? you have to maintain it, bro, if, yeah. you, if you really want to. Yeah. Know? So that's not to like, sh- like shoo you away and be like, is this goal even worth it? Of course it is. You get to, you, you have, you're investing into the one thing that you're going to have from now until the end of time, your health. Right. And that's where the whole long game comes into play, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, for people like you and me, we want to do this for the long run, right? right? And so that's where the whole switching it up, getting out of the the mundane routine comes into play. Yeah. And I feel like that's crucial. And that really is a huge part of our fitness journey. And so if I could ask, is this a safe assumption for me to say that it sounds like your fitness journey is fueled by both extrinsic and intrinsic. So when I say extrinsic, it could be maybe the pressure that comes from being a social media influencer and mm-hmm. having to you know, keep yourself accountable for your followers, for your clients. And then for the intrinsic, which is like you said, the internal drive that pushes you to keep going even on the days where you're just burnt out you know, and you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, I would say it's perfectly influenced and balanced by both because at some moments where I am burnt out and I can't find my intrinsic motivation, my own clients, like when I do weekly check-ins and I see them like come in, like, dude, this guy's down three pounds. This guy can't wear any of his shorts anymore because his waist shrunk that much and he's got to get like a new set. Like, dude, that just adds so much fuel to the fire. It's like, bro, like, what am I doing? I I can't, I literally motivated that. Like I helped him do that. I got to get my shit together and like get back here and start going again, man. I can't let these people down. Yeah. And on the same note, sometimes like with the client check-ins, everybody flopped the whole week. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, they all were talking behind you like in a secret group chat. Dude, yeah. Guys, if we're all going to fuck up, let's just do it together. Let's do it together. <laughs> Yo, ironically, today in check-ins, everyone was sick. They were like, yeah, I got sick over there. I was like, what the? F-? Okay, I'm exaggerating by everyone, but I'd say actually 60% of the check-ins were all sick. And that's yeah. a huge number. But back to that story. Um, yeah, like it's other ta- like other days, like maybe my clients might all completely flop. And with that being said, it's like, as a coach, I feel guilty because it's like, dude, am I not motivating them enough? Because um, all we have is communication. Like what I do specifically is online coaching. And that means we have no hand on hand interaction, like no human interaction at all. So only with communication, it's like, can they see that I'm working just as hard for them? And when I'm working on building a plan, that doesn't mean like I'm working out, but I'm like physically sitting there typing and doing this. And it's like, does that energy get transmitted? Does the passion get transmitted back to the client over there? Right. So there's definitely a good balance between intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. And that's just like only from kind of like the business to social media to right. like my personal self. Like, of course, yeah. there's a lot of other um, factors as well, like mm-hmm. wanting to be able to support my wife, like right. physically, like, you know, like we're only going to be getting older and mm-hmm. packages are getting heavier. Like right yeah. now we're like ordering appliances and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's just not light, dude. Like I was trying to move the washer and I was like, holy fuck, I don't have the strength. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have no idea how like the delivery dude picked this whole thing up and like just plopped it there. I think I was about to snap my back. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I think the accountability 
is definitely helpful when you're on the fitness journey, whether it's from friends, family, yeah. or even your own clients. Like I know for me, uh, I did have a period where I, I taught F45. I was an F45 I instructor. I saw that, yeah. And, you know, I did do a little bit of PT when I was in LA. Mm-hmm. And you're right. There's something about seeing people work out, sweat, super happy and excited to you know, reach their goals that kind of drives you to work harder because yeah. at that point too, like even the people, like the friends who recognize your hard work, they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Jeremy, you're, you're getting leaner or Daniel, you're getting leaner. Like, man, you're getting fit. How do you do it? And all that stuff is part of the gasoline that goes into the fire. Yeah. Right? And that's what also keeps us going too. So, you know, to anyone listening, you know, we need that stuff too. You know, it's yeah. not, we're not just these superhumans. We're humans. Yeah. Like where we, we're, you know, even though we're on vacation and we're like working out or in Vegas working out, whatever, we still love and thrive off of things like that, like accountability, because we need that because everybody needs that at a certain point. Yeah. And, you know, I could say for me too, as well, I can relate in when you do see stuff like that, it makes you work harder because now you have to kind of hold a particular level of standard. Yeah. And, um, you know, you just have to keep doing it because there are other people watching you as well. Yeah, I I would even go as far to say that I'm a big, big, big believer in you are a product of your environment. And right now, if you're listening to this and you don't have like your own intrinsic motivation and you need to find it, you got to you got to go out of your comfort zone and surround yourself with people in a similar goal, fashion, pattern, whatever you want to call it, because Once you get into that setting, that's the word setting. Once you're in that setting, like everyone shares this energy, this, this 20 factor, if you will. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to feed off each other. Like it's in some parts, like you might even call it envious. Like Mm -hmm. when you see someone get something, but the coolest thing is when you're like around that type of person with that level of success, the success that you want, at least for me. I see that it's become more and more tangible. It's like, dude, I know that person. Right. He or she did that. Right. I can fucking do that. Like, well, who's to say I can't do that? Like, like the, it's it. And I think like once you build your environment and you surround yourself with like-minded people and you really get that drive, that's when you start seeing success in your own goals. And right. I think for you, if you start succeeding in that manner too, it's like it, it only makes sense to pay it forward and find other people to kind of share that passion with you guys like that's one of the main reasons why i love doing this podcast too because it's like with the internet we get to share this like passion share our goals and share that drive and i hope this like motivates you our listeners our followers to accomplish whatever whatever it is you set out to do right right yeah and uh one question that you know people have asked uh, i'm curious to hear your answer and i could share my thoughts too is you know, when you set out a particular goal, right, whether that be a goal to lose 20 pounds or a goal to get skinnier or a goal to get a six pack, what do you do personally to keep you on that journey consistently? Because I know a lot of people, you know, they'll go hard for like the first two weeks and then they'll drop off and, you know, things get busy, life happens. But how can you keep that consistency going? So, for me and speaking for myself only because I feel like I think very differently. Um, I would go to say that the thing that drives me is eliminating variables. Mm -hmm. So when I set a goal like that, I always come in with a plan first. Okay. And 
I always tell myself, like, if you plan to fail, you fail to plan. Yeah. So on that note, I come in with the plan and then looking at this plan, I just have to put my 100, my 1000% belief, like this is the thing that's going to get me from A to B and I have to believe in it. Does not matter what happens in the middle of it because mm-hmm. I need to know that this is it. This right. is going to be the driving factor. This is going to motivate me. This is, this is going to get me what I want. Right. And I'll go ahead and do that. And then at any moment, of course, like you're going to be throwing obstacles. You, like that's going to come up. Curveballs are mm-hmm. just going to come right at you too. When that happens, in my mind, instead of like letting it happen, what ha- like what processes in the back of my head is if I let this curveball get to me and I create this variable in the plan, it is now my fault that I didn't succeed. Right. It's my fault that I didn't get to that end goal I envisioned. It's not the plan's fault. It's my fault. So in a fitness goal, if I'm trying to lose weight and cut and get really lean, if someone presents cake to me, that was not written in the freaking plan. Yeah. So if I choose to eat the cake that day, it's my <laughs> fucking fault. So yeah. I think a big part of that I would even now say is self-ownership. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how about you, man? Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, for me, my answer would be similar to yours. I think it all starts with the why you yeah know, like why are you pursuing this particular goal you know like what mm. is the, the reasoning behind it because if your why isn't strong you're not gonna do it you know like i, I hate to doubt. say it yeah but it's like how i look at it you know if you're working at a corporate job and somebody tells you to do something you don't hesitate and you just work to get it done and if you ask yourself why do you do that it's because you want to make your boss happy you you there want you to do well yeah. at your job right and for myself personally, I've learned to kind of have that same mentality when it comes to fitness goals because it's that much of a priority to me. And so I feel like for people who are truly trying to reach a specific goal, before you start, I think it's imperative that you really sit down and figure out, okay, why do I want to achieve this? Because if you're wise and strong enough, you know, you can go for like two weeks and you could stay committed. But as soon as something else pops up, like Jeremy said, where, you know, it could be a friend outing where everybody's eating at a nice restaurant yeah. or somebody's going to a party or somebody's eating this nice cake. If your why isn't great, I mean, chances are you're going to fall into the the temptation and you're going to indulge or set yourself back. Yeah. And so I'm completely there with you. I think it's really the why. And I feel like for me personally, that's been keeping me going with fitness for so long Mm -hmm. and that's been what's kind of helped me reach my goal because it's weird i feel like for me i have like this bull mentality bro like just i know bull is stubborn but when i say bull i just mean like if there's a goal i want especially for fitness i just kind of put my head down and i tell myself fuck it bro i just have to do it yeah and i'm not going to complain about the shit i have to eat i'm not going to complain about how this chicken breast is not flavorful or why it's so dry yeah yeah. because i'm so focused on the goal that it doesn't fucking matter like i will eat 99 percent ground turkey that is white that bounces on the floor that literally has a zero taste i actually did that shit you know with my (laughs) friend albert like we literally fucking ate 99 percent ground turkey 
from Trader Joe's. I don't know if you tried it. No, I, I, I've tried. It yeah, tastes I've, like nothing, bro. <laughs> it tastes like cardboard, dude. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> yeah. Like I've tried like 99, 98, 95. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, I actually kept all of that in stock because yeah. I was like, yeah, I need a specific amount of fats right now. Yep. So uh, 95 works. And if I eat too much fats for the day, I got to go 99. And I'm like, dude, I got to fucking eat the cardboard. Yep. I'm having cardboard and rice for dinner, dude. Yeah. You know how I feel, bro. You know exactly you know, what that tastes like. It's fucking gross. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and so kind of like what we talk, talked about in the beginning of the podcast was how business was related into this too. Like that was a big question that I get a, I get asked a lot where it's like, how, what, what motivates you to do your business? And I feel like the physical form of practicing my fitness, my whole fitness journey kind of translated into business too because with mm-hmm. business, there is no blueprint. Like there is no um, set end goal. Like, I mean, yeah, like you, you're trying to make money or you're trying to create a legacy and do all of that stuff. But it's like none of that is guaranteed. None of that has a shape or form. And you really have to believe in nothing to like get to where you're at. And by nothing, I don't mean like like nothing physically, but like there, there is nothing there for you. You right. have to just believe you can create that. You can manifest that yeah. from thin air. And that's literally what business looks like. Would you say like your fitness journey kind of like led you to where you are today in terms of business too? Or 100%. 100%. I think the reason also, I'm glad you brought up why I love fitness is because I need that aspect in my life so that I could have it carry on into a different aspect in my life, which is business, right? And you hit the nail on the head. Um, fitness is something where you put in your work, you pay your dues, and you see the results. Right. Business is something similar. However, it's not the same because like you said, there's no guarantees. Yeah. You could try, you know, tens of twenties of different things and you might not get results out of it. But it's the resilience and the tenacity that comes from fitness for me that helps me keep going in business. And I feel like without fitness, I would lack the discipline that I have today. And that's why I also love fitness so much is because it gives you that mentality and that mindset. And for entrepreneurs, I feel like you just need that, bro, because it's so hard. Because like you said, you're literally gambling on something and there's no guarantees of any reward. Mm -mm, Nothing. And you have like mountains of obstacles that are in your way. But you have to just forget about all that and keep fucking doing it. Yeah. You know, it's literally the only way it's like there's no guarantees to it. I feel like definitely like a lot of friends will come and ask me like, how do you start a business? How do you do this? Like what legal work do I need to do? It's so hard to start a business. And as someone that's like gone through the motions and just owns and operates a small business, I can tell you that starting is the easiest part just like a fitness journey you can literally think of it right now and just be like i'm gonna lose weight tomorrow or i'm gonna start my business tomorrow or today or right now like right after this podcast you know (laughs) but once you start going through the motions once you find some levels of success like i always think it's a lot easier to start from zero because you have nothing to lose at that point Mm -hmm. once you get past zero you'll start realizing that maintaining and scaling is the hardest thing to do in both of these things, in your fitness journey and your business per se. Like yeah. that's one of the reasons why 
I probably practice both religiously because they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Like in order to maintain your physique, you got to do your diet. You got to show up and work out mm-hmm. in order to maintain your business. You got to understand why it's even getting an income and what that process is. And you have to maintain that. Right. And then now to scale it for your physique, it's like, what are you doing already? Mm-hmm. How can you do this even better or to yeah. another extreme? And for business, it's the same thing. It's like, what is this process already doing? Yeah. What can you do better? Yeah, right. Yep, you know, yep. it's, am I crazy here? Or like, no, 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 no. I love that. I love that. And I think that is exactly what it is, at least for me too. Um, it's, we just love fitness, man, because it's just the discipline that comes out of it. You can use it for other aspects of your life. And I think it doesn't have to be fitness, you know, it could be other things too, Yeah, but it's what keeps you focused and grounded and, you know, it's a reminder every day that the effort you put into something, the results are going to show sooner or later. You just have to stay consistent with it. Yeah, I totally agree. Going off tangent here, what was the craziest diet you've ever done? Because <laughs> I, I knew I, this question was coming. I, I told I you about you this. Yeah, I told you about my liquid shake diet. <laughs> I think that was the craziest for me. Okay. Um, craziest as in like nastiest would be probably the time frame where I literally ate 99% turkey, rice, and veggies. No seasoning, no nothing. Um, and this was when I was working at Broadcom. I remember at lunch, I would bring my Tupperware and I would microwave it and it was so chewy, bro. The turkey was oh like, God. God, dude, it was so chewy and so solid, but I would literally just chew get water no just swallow it that's it lord (laughs) and like for dinner you know what's for dinner it was rice chicken breast and broccoli jeez and that was it and it was protein powder after my workouts did you not have breakfast Uh, i had breakfast but it was like oatmeal and then it was like smoothie that's it but i did this because i just had this period in time where i was just like fuck i want to see how freaking lean i can get yeah 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 and i just committed to it and i actually did it for a while bro i think i did it for like at least a month okay and so in terms of nastiest it was that but in terms of like a diet that i thought was kind of extreme it was keto diet yeah because that was the first time putting my body through ketosis yeah and i'm sure you know but like once you switch your diet like that you kind of have to do it gradually or else you're going to get hit with side effects like headaches is what i got oh yeah tiredness is another one but it was just so interesting because I had never um, strayed away from one specific nutrient before mm-hmm. as much as keto did, which is, like you said, you know, zero to very little carbs. Yeah, yeah. And it was just straight up fats, bro. But it wasn't that bad because I was eating Korean barbecue like a few times a day, like beef Jeez. belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will tell you, too, that worked really freaking well for my body. But I had to <laughs> stop, though, after like a couple months because... You know, I was starting to feel a little bit more sluggish sometimes. Yo, yeah. Yeah, so I think it all comes down to, you know, what you like to do personally and how you feel from doing it. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not talking shit on any of these. Like, whatever diet is good, it just has to work for you and your body and has to keep you healthy. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking wild, dude. I I know what you're talking about with the keto, dude. I, I At one point, I think I was sweating out fat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I was, it's... I don't know how people do it, man. Like more power to you if this is like your diet and it's sustainable for you. Like yeah. I've tried it. Dude, I can't. <laughs> Bro, I swear when I was in uh, LA and I was doing the keto 
there'd be times where at nighttime I was going to go out clubbing or like go out to drink and I would save my carbs for that, bro. <laughs> I'd like load up on like fatty foods and then the shots would be carbs, you know? <laughs> and I'd be like, shoot, dude, this is still falling within a keto, right? But <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was just thinking back and reminiscing at all the, the crazy foods I ate. And yeah, it's interesting to see your body change and adapt to different types of uh, diets. Yeah. Dude, yeah. totally fascinating. Like, I don't even know how that happens. It's, I know what you're saying with like the headaches and everything. Yeah. Like, I've always done everything cold turkey. I don't know why. Like, yeah. I, I can literally just like tomorrow we're doing this. Yeah. Like, I don't have to wait for the first of the month or anything. Yep. Like, I yep. can just we're doing this right now. <laughs> yeah, and it'll it'll go. Like, whatever happens happens. So if I get the headaches, I get the dizziness. Like, yeah. with keto, all of that hit home, and it's just like, dude. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't think I could ever go back to that sluggish feeling, but damn. Yeah. No. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I think that's all the time we got for the podcast today. I'm going to make sure we have an outro. If you're hearing this right now, I'm recording the outro. Seriously, dude. Shout out to everybody who caught that at the end. I have no idea what happened. Spotify, Apple Music, something like cut the outro off. But when we reviewed the footage prior... It was there. I swear to God, we had yeah. an outro. <laughs> but now you're hearing it. This is the outro. Thank you so much for joining us on the 8020 series. And let's let's do something special. So for this podcast, leave um what emoji should people leave? They should leave. Should I do like a fitness emoji? Like a Is there a bacon emoji? <laughs> oh, she like keto? Yeah, keto. Leave a bacon yeah, emoji. A bacon or um I think there's a frying pan one. Yeah, like yeah. leave any any food emoji. How about leave that? Leave any food emoji on the Winners Collective page. That's at Winners Collective. Because we are on Spotify, we're on all these other platforms, but we have no idea how to view comments or if you can even comment yeah. there. So it would mean the world to us to know that you made it to the end here by leaving us that comment. So, yeah. yeah. I'm Jeremy. I'm Daniel. Thanks for tuning in. This was a fun one, man. I really enjoyed this. It was uh, good to talk about all these different things related to fitness. Yeah, agreed, man. I can't wait for the next one, dude. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Until next time. Peace. Later. Later.